That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me... Tonight, after watching Black Panther, is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm here miming Marshall. Were you miming me? I was. So those of you who are patrons patrons for $5 and above will be able to see the video of this uh, tomorrow. Can you introduce our guest? Together with us tonight is Michaela, who is a big big fan of the show. And uh, if you're going to say words. My God. Yeah, so she's a big fan of the show and big fan of pop culture. She's a uh, musical theater geek, and so she'll bring a new uh, new take to it. Yeah, it's also nice to have a female voice on the show for once. First time ever. No. Second time? Uh, third. You're forgetting our two pucks with uh, Elise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about in the studio, bro. Oh, in, in the, the studio, studio yes. Yeah. I mean, we've had females on the show before. Let's not get silly. Not that male centric. Anyway, so we are sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. I hate, uh, I hate to say post, we would wow. we would not pass the Bechtel test. I don't know what that is, but can you tell me what, what are you mean? drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a scrimshaw tonight. Cool. I am drinking my classic hot bullet double IPA, and uh, we just got out of Black Panther, and this is all we're going to talk about for the next 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, Wakanda forever, yo. Wakanda, yo. So let's uh, let's get right into it. So we are not doing our usual format this is two weeks in a row then and then we have some time off so we should probably you know what, you know what this doing. means though it means if you're if you want to catch all the stuff that we normally would talk about but we don't have time because we're changing our format you just need to donate at least a dollar to the patreon page and you'll get the newsletter and find out what we missed you know that's your second mention of patreon in as many minutes third <laughs> I think they're tired of hearing about how to support us. Let's talk about the damn movie, dude. So we went and saw um, Black Panther tonight, and it was uh, it was something. It was glorious. It was quite amazing. So how do we want to do this? Uh, I am going to give you free reign because you have the most connection to it. Well, we haven't talked about um, how we're going to do the show, the show tonight at all. And um, I... I, I think earlier in the night I told my wife because we went out to dinner earlier and, and I was telling her basically this is the most excited I've been for a Marvel movie I think period obviously um, seeing that many black people on screen and have it comic book related was pretty awesome for me uh, and so yeah for me it was it was phenomenal I was very excited and I, I don't know man I, I, I think I want to break it up the, the thing that stood out most to me is the story was great and I kind of knew the story already going into it, but really the connection was the music and the roots to like black uh, struggle, I guess. Yeah, well, I they, say. they had, I mean, a um, couple things. Yeah. It really kind of turned all basic African American and film tropes on its head. Yeah. Um, and you would expect nothing less from Ryan Coogler. But, um, I mean, just from, from the word go, it, it really referenced the the struggle. Yeah. Well, it was what I liked is that it kind of started in the hood. You know what I mean? Oh, it did. And I mean, straight up uh, Oakland. Right. And and one of my and I have to say one of my favorite lines was towards the end um, from the villain of the piece uh, saying uh, something along the lines of I, I was trying to memorize it something along the lines of uh, uh, a kid from Oakland 
believing in fairy tales. Exactly. That and was that, a great line. And I think that was one of the most telling lines from from the film. That combined with the music, um, it really it really stands out as far one of the one of my favorite Marvel movies, if not my favorite. So I, I think that line had even more import when, you know, no more than twenty minutes earlier, um, we saw a scene with him and his father mm. and he didn't cry. Right. He died because he, that's what the life he knew is that people died. Exactly. And so for him to still believe in fairy tales at that point, really kind of... Well, believing in a place that is the exact opposite of what the world thought it was going... It, what it was. They Everybody's like, oh, it's this third world country. It's this third world country. And right. you break through the canopy of the trees, the fake trees, or however they did that illusion, and you have this highly technological metropolis, Right. Which is really, really cool. Anyway. Definitely. We're, we jumped ahead. Go ahead. And then at the beginning of the whole movie, when Tell Me the Story, isn't that the villain asking his dad to tell him the story? Yeah. Wait, what, what was it? What, I missed it. Um, when he asked to... Uh... It, was, it was like oh, no, the no, no, very no. beginning. It's like... Yeah, no, that was, that was the, the main character. That was T'Challa asking for that story. Okay. Yeah, that was. But... So, but, but it basically just shows that both the hero and the villain believed in fairy tales. But okay, so let's let's back up because we're gonna get tangenty. I think that's uh, tangenty. Yeah, no yeah, way. yeah. So let's let's break it down a bit. So let's start the beginning of the film. So we have the we have the beginning of the movie. Uh, basically, we have we already knew where this started because right. it's post uh, Civil War. You have the death of of uh, the king, and then you get to see how. Wakanda deals with the passing of the uh, black man, black, I almost said black manta for some reason, black panther mantle, right? Yeah. I was, I, and I was actually telling Kate, my wife, this in the theater because that was why the whole we need to be check thing started. Okay, that's right. My was, bad. We, we was Cut all that, of that out because, well, you know, I'm going to have to do some cutting here. Yeah. <laughs> because I totally got my timeline screwed up. So that said, that said, here that we said. are. Uh, so what do we like? Start with you. Liked about the movie? Yes, we're starting in generalities now because our timelines are fucked up. Well, sorry. I'm like, of course, being the girl, I really loved all the one power and the fact that um, there was like a scene where two lovers were going to fight each other, and she's like, "Gonna, I'd kill you. I don't care." Without hesitation, for like, Wakanda, right? And that was, and and, and what. That was one of the things actually at the end that my wife said too, and I wish she would actually sit down with us one time and talk about this stuff, but she said the exact same thing. She's like, I like that the best warriors were women and that um, basically the society was run and thrived on the ingenuity and the, you know, even uh, warrior prowess of the women, right? Except it was led by like one or two dudes, you know what I mean? And they, the guys kind of not, they didn't have a back seat necessarily, but in the society, they, I mean, well, the you, tech, the tech, the tech creator person was the princess. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the general was a woman and you have the elders, women, the healers are women. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, but that shows that, of the of the four tribes that are represented in in the the council sort of thing, two of them were women, and so that just shows that I mean they're the heads of their tribe. So right. that I mean, if they felt like they could they could challenge, um, the the throne, they had that option. Right, and I think that speaks to basically the fact that 
okay, so we have this society. There were five tribes. They all figured out they're all living in this place, but all of the gender stuff fell aside with the, with the right. advancement of technology. Exactly. Right? Which is important. It became a, a supreme meritocracy. Exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> What did you like, dude? What was your what, uh, well, couple things? I know you have the, a short list. Yeah, now. well, straight up, straight up, the music was fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and I've got to give it up to uh, to Kendrick Lamar. His his work on the soundtrack was was that phenomenal. Him? Okay, yeah. yeah, he he did a lot of the the composition, and and I mean he had the the big singles, um, so that was that was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> the tribal the, the and and on the music the 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 mix of modern music with the tribal beats and the percussion, especially like when they're doing the challenges and like you have everybody up in the, uh, up in the deals and, and they're, and they're moving and they're, and they're, and they're chanting and you know, there's like, and that, and going back to what we were saying about this technology advancement. And then they come back to like, okay, how do we advance our King? Well, we strip everything away and they fight. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about it is that, um, I mean, leave aside the the technology, they still kept to their roots. Where, um, I mean, they still walked through open air markets and right. they had their traditional like colors and all that stuff, which which I really enjoyed. And I love that the traditional garb was, uh, uh, I guess, not recommissioned but um, adjusted to the technology. So in exactly. the end, you see like they have. I'm like, like, why are they running out there with blankets on? Right. Well, one and of the they, tribes they, they had, turn into they shields, had their cloaks, and they turn into shields. Yeah, yeah. It's so freaking cool. Um, I mean, the, I mean the the part that I got loudest is when he jumps over the shield wall. Oh, so bad. And actually, I feel bad. I kicked the I kicked Ruby's chair in front of me. Oh, she's fine. She'll be she'll be all right. But that, no, that scene was. I mean, I was right there with you. So man. it was really good. I thought uh, Shuri was fin- phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, T'Challa's sister. I yeah. thought she was great. She was actually turned out to be the biggest comedy relief. I think in the in absolutely. The, and if you remember, we movie. talked about a couple episodes ago that that she's arguing mm. she would love her own movie. Mm. Yeah, and um, I think I don't I don't know if she could pull off her own movie, but I think she could definitely pull off. She could pull off a protagonist in a in a I think an Avengers not an Avengers style movie, but in the Marvel universe, like her working with some other powered folks. Oh, absolutely! I mean? I like I, cool. I could actually see her getting pulled into Agents of Shield. Yeah, as like a star that. of an episode or something like that. Absolutely, or the Netflix original type thing yeah. yeah yeah we just started watching runaways last night that's that's pretty good is it by the way yeah um yeah I, 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 I need to check that out um we watched the first three episodes i think um but yeah, yeah i i really enjoyed it overall um so music I, you know actually sorry what i really liked is going through all the trailers and stuff yeah i thought um, michael b jordan was gonna play somebody who's from wakanda right and then try to usurp from the inside. Where no, he was a, he was an outsider. Yeah. And I I really think that they nailed the um, antagonist in this. And my favorite, I think that was kind of one of my favorite parts of this. You know, I'm always I get attached to the villain kind of thing, right? Um, and and my thing is, obviously, you have uh, was it uh, circus? Any circus? Yeah, the, and that's a great point. Is that he? Uh, you know, especially after what you saw from um, Civil War. Is that you thought he was going to be the big bad, right? And he he was all right for a while. Yeah, but he was uh, he was more <laughs> of a henchman. Yeah, and 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 so that storyline plays out, and and then, um, but anyway, the villain I think was played really well, and the fact that he comes from, he was abandoned in America, I think is huge. I think that is, it it basically puts somebody from a technologically advanced. Uh, I, I guess people and puts them basically in 
a, a black neighborhood, poverty stricken in Oakland and has to come up from that somehow. And of course he's attached to what was left behind. Right. And what's left behind is what he's chasing. And you, you sympathize with him a little bit, but at the same time, he's something's wrong with him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you definitely sympathize with him. But I think that's what makes a good villain for sure. But what I love about it attacking. is when he, when he reveals himself to Wakanda, um, the only person to actually know who he is is Martin Freeman, the CIA guy, right. because he was trained in America. He's like, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, we trained him. He's, he's yeah, I know all about him. It's, it, it almost reminds me of what's, what it's going to be like when we finally uh, see a Black Widow origin. Yeah. And it's and you see her return to Russia or something like that. So what else do we want to cover? What else do we like? What else do we want to deal with? Uh, post-credit scenes? Uh, let's wait on that. Okay. Um. What else do you want to bring up? Um, well, it's just like they did a really strong woman cast, and I love the costumes. Yeah. Like, um, with the the stuff that uh, Justice League was getting with uh, Amazon Woman and Wonder Woman, like, they portrayed the women well in this one with the, our costumes as well. Yeah. Um, they're, I mean, they were, it was feminine, but it was also, like, badass, and they were covered. Yeah, well, yeah. well, not only that, but it was great, like, when they, they were in Korea, and she couldn't wait to get the wig off. The, I was just gonna say, <laughs> awesome. the comedy behind that scene was amazing. Like, her using it as a weapon at some point. Yeah, she throws it in the guy's is, face. Is, is <laughs> symbolic, beating you over the head, symbolic, right? Like, I'm taking this wig off, I'm smacking the face. Yeah, well, in some of the most badass things you see are from the women. I mean, during the car chase scene, I love the scene where she... Uh, throws the spear through the windows oh, yeah. and stops the car down into the ground and stops. And then the car, she grabs yeah. it and she stabs it into the trunk uh, lid so she can stop herself. Right. And then all of a sudden Shuri shows up <laughs> and she's in the driver's seat because she's yeah. I mean, not Shuri, but um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Right. The, t- the tech was, I, I want to talk about the technology now that we're talking about that. Um, some of the coolest things I think was the, um, almost VR, uh, weapon, uh, uh, vehicle driving. Actually more, I think it's more AR. Yeah, I guess it is AR. Uh, so they're sitting in a, a vehicle and piloting a vehicle somewhere else. And I thought that was, and it was really nice how they, uh, wrapped it in with, um, Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman later. And that's why I love is You got a little bit of the backstory. I mean, he yeah. was a, just a hey, magic. Um, he was just a no-name um, CIA guy yeah. in Civil War who's just kind of like a, just a, there and, a character yeah. builder. It's like, oh well, they got Martin Freeman to do this. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's kind of a, a you know over over casting for the job, and then you realize no because they're setting it up for Black Panther, and you find out he's a badass Air Force pilot. And somebody put a, uh, early on when that first trailer dropped, uh, when that scene where Martin Freeman is talking to. Uh, Andy Circus, Andy Circus, and there's that whole Lord of the Rings reference. Yep, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, so technology was awesome. Um, I really want to watch it again. There was a bunch of things I didn't pick up on, like um, some of the tech they were using, like the discs um, and stuff like that. Like, um, and even the spears, like how she was. So it was basically like I, I, I couldn't quite figure out how big the original weapon was with the spear with, uh, well, it just seemed like I had a general's character. Yeah. I had a, a a telescoping feature. Well, no, I get it. But I I, I just, it was hard to kind of see, like, I can see, you know me. I just like, yeah, the the spheres, the the spheres basically, I think basically were like rangeless Bluetooth tech. 
that once it connected to anything metal, it was able to. Oh no, I was talking about the not. Oh, did I say spheres? I meant the little circle things, the discs. Oh yeah, okay. So the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah kind of like uh, Tron a little bit. Yeah, very much like the discs in Tron. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else? The city. Um, the city was cool, dude. That was. And and the only thing I think, and and I think we should get to things maybe we didn't like or had or were kind of iffy with. The only thing that I kind of wanted more of, I think, was how like. You're right. You did get to see the open air markets and stuff like that. But why do they need this vast mass transit system? Like you didn't get to see like the everyday life a little bit of outside of the well, you kind of, what you call it well, what uh, you, outside of the I guess the um, uh, the city sort of thing. Yeah. Well, what, what you kind of find out is like that major city. Is basically the home of that that one tribe, T'Challa's tribe, right? Because the, out in the pasture land is where the the rhinos were raised, right, right. And you saw the gorilla tribe up in the mountains, and you really didn't see the river tribe at all. Which I liked. I really liked that they went. They actually did end up at the other tribe at some point, and I knew that's obviously where T'Challa was going to be. But I wanted to see more. I, I, I guess I wanted just more of the tribes, and and that yeah, well, that's th- just. For me, just a, a world building thing. Yeah, you know well, I mean? exactly. I mean, there. I mean, we, of the five tribes, we basically saw three mm. of their locations. The one I, th- I think, I mean, we saw a little bit of the river tribe because you can tell they're the one that set up where the the ritual uh, fight happens. Right, right. Um, with the whirlpools and the exactly. training and all yeah, that. Yeah, that. Um, but I thought it would be. Um, I, I thought it would be a little bit more. I mean, because the, the, the gorilla tribe said they found it on the the boundary of the tri- of the riverland. Yeah, and I'm like, I why didn't the river people find them or, right, or right. any of that sort of thing? Um, Magic is bringing up a, a good point that the transit system is only for the mining of the vibranium. Oh, I think there's a couple of different transit systems. Okay, um, I think um, I guess I was imagining people on there, and so I'm like, where are they going? Like, is there some sort of like I don't know cubicle jobs we're not aware of like are people commuting to work kind of thing you know yeah, that was just what was in my head it's stupid but because obviously they wouldn't need to do that but you know what I mean well it has an Asian feel to it like the whole city did because well Japan and Tokyo or well that's Japan yeah but I mean it's a very high tech industry there, no definitely so they definitely would probably put the transit in just to mimic the bullet train and stuff like that and I and I really and and I liked. It did give it that sci-fi kind of feel, but I, I, I like that the tech behind it and that coming into play later, and that was the only reason he was able to uh, beat Homeboy there at the end anyway. So Right, and um, I find it, I, I what I loved is like... I find I'll, we're not spoiling a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. I love how it, I mean, like we said, it, it kind of threw tropes on its on its head. I mean, the first main character to die on screen was actually the white guy. Um, so stuff like that. But what I loved is they, they made a very big point. And I think this is kind of cool of showing that Ryan Coogler can show that he's got a uh, a deep repertoire of of stories that he can pull from. Because the, the way that he was finally able to beat um, Michael B. Jordan was when you see that his, his heel goes out of the barrier. Right. And that's when he realizes that, that he's has some power and it's the exact opposite of Achilles where that was his weakness. Right. This was the only part that had strength. Was a strength. I like that. And nice. so it's just kind of a mirroring of it. And you know, the black mirroring the, the Greek 
system too, and that right. that is Greek was considered the height of Western civilization. This is height of African civilization. And I feel like this is one of those things where I want to see the movie like three more times. Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like there's so it's so deep. Like the layers, the layers that I think Kugler is hinting at, and a lot of these things, and we touched on a few of them already, anyway. But um, but again, like there's certain lines in there, like the like the you know Oakland. Um, believing in fairy tales kind of thing. And I think them going back and I love the end got to me actually. So they, they go when they go back to Oakland um, and he says, well, actually I bought, you know, that building and that building and that building. And actually this is where we're going to, this is where we're going to be now. And this is, and this is, this is where my father killed, uh, you know, my uncle, but we're going to use this as a place to bring the neighborhood up. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that, that really that really spoke to me. Um, I think that was two that was things. Important. One, I loved the uh, that they stressed the importance of the question, Who are you? Um that the fact that um Michael B. Jordan's character knew not to reveal himself until that question was asked. Right. And everybody in the room knew the the power of that question. And then the movie ends on that question being asked of T'Challa. Exactly. Um so I thought that was really cool. Um the other thing just flew out of my mind. Um well the end, or so, did the cousin um, ha- spawn at all, or did he have a kid or anything? Because for some reason, that the kid that was asking, "Who are you?" to like kind of. Well, and I think that's really interesting because, yeah, we don't know enough about what he did from when he, excuse me, discovered his dad to when he started his journey right Mm -hmm. and so i think that's the the, i think that's where they're probably going to go with with the second one is my guess two you don't think so no two things to argue against i think it's too easy a trope for marvel to fall into true and the second thing is they it would totally go against the whole point that he was so single-minded his whole life on this and that's shown in the scarification of his body that he had absolutely no other goals than to kill the king he did have that girl yeah, and then well, yeah, but I think I I don't think that was because he I don't think it was as important because he killed her to sacrifice. But no, he killed her, no problem, and I think that speaks to just his his determination uh, for his right. end goal. But I don't I don't think he would have fathered a, yeah. a, a kid until we shall see, sir. Exactly, or that he knows of. Uh, the other yeah, thing well, I, maybe there's that too. Yeah. You know, the other thing I remembered um, what I what I liked was what I wish had happened is when I saw the original trailer and I saw that Michael B. Jordan was going to be having his own Black Panther costume uh, or Black Panther outfit. Yeah. Um, I I didn't think it was actually going to go that he was going to be named King and that's how he was going to get it. But what I thought was going to happen is when I saw him take the mask, he was going to realize that that was, that he, that that was going to be a Panther costume that had been put into the mask. And that's why he took it. That when he put on the mask, it would turn into a panther costume. I'm not following what you're saying. Oh, okay. The mask he stole from the museum when the other guy took oh, the Oh, that mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that would turn into a, the panther costume That mask. would have been actually really And that's how he would get into Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that it, I mean, the fact that it didn't turn out to be anything except something he was just kind of attached to. Well, it, 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 it just shows the attachment that he had to the historical impact sure. of African struggle, right. which goes to the very end of the movie when he says, we can save you. And he goes, no, just put me in the ocean yeah. with the, with the ones that realized that it was better to die than to be in bondage. Yeah, For that sure. That was a strong line. Yeah. Um, 
so anyway, dude, let's talk about um, anything that else that we felt was maybe, I don't know if any of us are really feeling anything was lacking necessarily. As far as the Marvel films, where the stacks up, where we're at with it, what do you think? Well, as, as Michaela pointed out when we were actually still in the theater, she said it was your very, it was your typical Marvel fair. Sure. With, with Ryan Coogler's flair put onto it. Um, well said. So th- that I think is probably the weakest part of it is that it did have its typical, you know, you have your villain you have and then your, he dies and you, you have, have your the father, real you have your father yeah. angst, mm-hmm. which you get with Odin, you get with, uh, Howard yep. Stark, you get with basically everybody. But, and, and, and to be fair, that is a very much a comic book. Oh, very deal. much. Very much. And so all of these are drawing from the comics. And so if you're drawing from the comics, of course you have that. It's hard to get away from that element, but yeah, I, I, it's 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 something that I think as these things go forward, as we're getting more Marvel movies, they might have. I mean, now that we're deep into this, we're what ten years into Marvel movies. Yeah, now, this right? is its tenth this year. is tenth year. So I mean, we're we're going to be able to now that we've told those stories, we can get past that. I think exactly. Right? Yeah, this is this is exactly its tenth year because uh, Iron Man came out in two thousand seven, right? And they just released their. Uh, 10-year posters yeah and i just posted them to pinterest earlier today so you can go check those out but um uh yeah he, oh, he yeah no go, go ahead no, no no i was just saying i was just responding magic was saying what we were saying earlier about how um him being able to have a kid yeah so. well also she points out that um he it, he's definitely a creation of circumstance yeah um, for but sure. what I was going to say is um, I was watching the end credits while we were waiting for the post-credit scenes. Which we'll talk about in a second. And one of the special thanks was to ta Coates, who mm-hmm. wrote the most recent, most relevant um, Black Panther run from a couple of years ago. And um, you could definitely see that that is where Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler got the very much of the African struggle in there because ta Coates is one of the, the most yeah. important African voices in, in, the, in the world right now. For sure. Um, all right. Anything you felt was lacking a bit? No, because I don't know the story of Black Panther that well. Neither um, do I, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, nothing was lacking. I just kind of had a Star Wars feel to it a little bit in the 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 train scene when they're fighting. Like there was like a part in the music where I'm like, is that Han Solo or Luke Skywalker's <laughs> like little beat there? I mean, it really did I'm with sound you. like it. I went there. I'm like in Star Wars. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of the the Disney Marvel thing a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure a little bit. And actually, that that will that that is one thing actually I didn't care for was um, in that fight scene and in the car chase scene, um, too many jump cuts. Yeah. So, um, especially in, you know normally I sit try to sit as center to the, the screen as I can. We were off on the right in the theater, and so that's going to throw my perspective off a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's just the Michael Bay effect that you yeah. get. And, and, and this is the blockbuster movie effect really was what it is. I mean, um, it was some of those scenes and you're right, were cut kind of like a trailer and we saw the trailer so many times already and you have your jump to this, jump to this and then, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I didn't have as much of a issue with that as I did with, um, I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't have any major issues, like, I guess, uh, visually. Again, the music really kept me there for the most part. I but... do have one thing I didn't like about the music. Okay. And it's just because 
It's like a pep. You know when you get a oh, I remember song. What I was gonna say now. Okay, you know sorry, when you get ahead. a song played and it doesn't play the whole yeah. chorus, or whatever, <laughs> and so therefore it's stuck in your head. <laughs> I'm looking at Michaela because it happens to her all the time. Yep. Um, what what killed me is the song from the trailer of This Revolution Will Not Be Televised. Uh-huh. Is you hear the beat from it like 14 times throughout the movie, and it never goes it, more it than like four bars. It. I know. And I'm like, give me a little bit more because that was a big selling point in the trailer. I, I think, and this will wrap up kind of, kind of for me a, a little bit. I personally was really happy with, so we're talking about music. We're talking about black struggle. We're talking about all these things. I, and, and we're talking about a movie made by a black director with an all black cast. Granted it's the future. It's Marvel. I like the fact, and and again, even PG thirteen. I like the fact that we did not hear the N word one time, not even in the oh, not absolutely. not even in the music, and and I know there's so many movies they'll play a track from a hip hop artist or whatever, and you know, and you hear it and like, well, I, Luke Cage is an example, exactly, and and you hear it in that, and like for me, I don't know, it, it it's not the reason I don't listen to hip hop as much anymore, but I listened to a ton of it in the '90s, and that was a big part of it. But at this point in my life, and and, and I'm going to see a movie like this. I was really kind of wondering if if Kugler would allow that, and I'm really glad that he didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it just shows that you can own the culture without degra- denigrating it. Exactly, and so that 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 for me was like a really something I didn't want to forget to say tonight, and I'm glad I did. And so, you know, the fact that it starts in the hood, ends in the hood, um, on an upbeat level with up, you know trying to bring the neighborhood up without having to go there. I think that for me was um, a big part of this movie for me. So what, I mean, kind of speaking to that and, and honestly, you can only, I mean, you're the only one that has the experience of, 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 uh, and being able to talk about this is that like when my sister went and saw a movie that had prominent gay characters, but it wasn't a gay film. Uh huh. Okay. This is the first movie where that I that I can think of that is a prominent uh, African American cast of all major roles, and it wasn't um, beholden to stereotypes. And right. I, I mean, I, I totally give it up to Tyler Perry because he is able to make money and he puts it sure. back into the society and everything like that. But he definitely plays off those stereotypical tropes, very much like the black exploitation movies of the seventies. Right. Or even the 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 uh, the typical like rom coms you get with like Best Man and um, oh like Love and Basketball and stuff like that, which are fantastic movies. Totally, but they definitely play off that black life experience of nowadays. Whereas this, it's like okay, well these characters, I mean they're African, so you you have that, right? But it doesn't like play down to that, right? And and the fact that it stays in Africa and it stays tribal and it stays at its roots. But at the same time, it's it's saying, all right, well, here we are now, right? But we're still able to embrace this without having to deal with the stereotypes and all this other stuff. Um, and this I is actually really where good. it goes back to the the where we talked about how Marvel and it's the typical Marvel tropes of you know the father figure and all that stuff. Well, it just shows that actually it, that plays in all societies. Exactly. Yeah. All right, man. So. Do you, I, I'm not catching what Magic said, but uh, she was just referencing uh, the fact that they had to change the origin of vibranium oh, a little bit, right, right. and the fact that in the comics uh, originally only the royal family knew who was Black Panther. I got it. Not yeah. the whole, not Wakanda everybody and their mothers. Right. Yeah, I got you. Um, 
anything else we're missing, dude? Uh, I, let's talk about the post credit scenes. Yeah, let's do that. We so had, there were two. There was two, and the what was the middle one? I forgot. Now I'm only thinking of the last one now. Uh, the middle one was when he was talking to the United Nations. That's right. And so I actually and and the question was, well, what do you have to offer us? And and I feel like it was kind of a long, very. Okay, so here's it was, my. It was a long setup to that question. And, and here's my here's my interpretation of it. We're, the political climate right now, I think that was necessary. Like yes. we're sitting here, we're listening to all this rhetoric from politicians and our government right now, and the United Nations or whatever you want to say. But there's a lot of talking, a lot of dry, and it was a not a very exciting speech. And he's no. standing up there and he's saying it. And I was like. Boy, this is kind of a boring little deal he's got going. And it was all for that one question. Yes. Right? But that question speaks volumes. What can your country give to us? Exactly. Because that's all the politicians really care about. Exactly. And so I thought that was a really, although a very dry sort of uh, deal, it was dry on purpose with, with, with a purpose. You know what I mean? Exactly. So dry with a purpose. That's a weird thing I've ever, that's the weirdest thing I've said in a while. Um, Last one. Any, any anything on the middle one? No, you guys uh, nailed it. <laughs> the last one was brilliant. Um, there's a couple things I loved about it. Is I mean, first of all, it all centered around uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, and and what is with the what the no arm thing in this movie? Like the no oh, it was very the no bionic arm. Very Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and even with Homeboy in the in the, earlier in the movie, he's sitting there and he's the, he does that whole and you don't see it in the um you don't see it in the trailer. Right. But um Andy Serkis's character, you don't see the uh the, the arm. Claw. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So sorry. Well they had to because you didn't want to know that it was taken from yeah, yeah so that's the thing. Um plus the whole uh, shoulder roll that Circus does when he's <laughs> getting chased is awesome. Oh god. Um that guy's so good dude. But uh, but honestly because the whole point of having um the Winter Soldier in there is to show that they're they're taking the uh, the programming out of him, right? And part of it might have been in the tech in his arm. Oh, interesting. So they took the arm off, exactly. And so you know, you know that would be the first thing the Shuri would do to try to solve the problem for sure. Remove the tech to see if the tech. I didn't is think the problem. about that. Okay, um, but what the thing that caught me most is, do you notice what the kids called him? White Wolf. They call him White Wolf, right? And I'm just kind of curious about that. Yeah, I noticed that too, and then I was like, "But it's Winter Soldier," and I was trying to remind Kate, "Oh yeah, it's Winter Soldier from Captain America." And it's like, "Why are they call him White Wolf?" And so that you know, I mean, could it be something he said in his sleep? Could it be something? I think it, I think it's gonna. There's it has something to do with Infinity War. Well, well, I think it, it just has to do with his backstory, and yeah. it might come out in Infinity War. I think it would be awesome if they just didn't even mention it in Infinity War, and it's like hidden for a couple of movies, and then finally when we get the, the Black next, Widow movie, because you know that or in the next um, Captain America, well, movie possibly, too. but yeah. you know that he's going to show up in the Black Widow movie because when you get a younger Black Widow being trained in Russia, right, and he was in the Eastern Europe theater for you know decades there's also the question too is is he going to pick up the captain america mantle if uh, he falls in infinity war too? in the comics he yeah. is the next one to pick up the mantle no i know but i'm um, saying and is that what they're trying to yeah, kind of and bucky barnes is, bucky barnes uh sebastian stan has yeah. come out and said that he would like to do that of course so has um falcon the, yeah, uh, uh, and he plays it too in the yeah, comics uh, too, Ma- right? Anthony Mac. Yeah, yeah, he he also actually. And the, the funny thing is, is even Haley Atwell, right. who plays Peggy Carter, has come she out and said she would. Too. She she's yeah. the the most recent one before oh, Captain got it back. Um, but yeah, all three of those have actually taken up the mantle. 
closing thoughts? Um, for all that we said about, you know, it's very Marvelness. Yeah. Um, it was so brand new and so many things, yeah. and I loved it. Agreed. I need to watch the Civil War. I've never seen the movie. Oh, you haven't seen Civil War? Oh, yeah, you're yet. totally missing out on stuff. Civil War is amazing. Missing out like a lot about that. Black yeah, Panther well, and the lead up to that. Well, what I love is you actually said that you like the the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer. Yeah. And that references Civil War heavily. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to watch Civil War. And what I like, actually, what got me more excited about this movie than I would have been is the fact that part of the origin story from this movie comes from Civil War. The fact that you see his father die. You see the response that um, that T'Challa has. Um, you You don't see any of the Wakanda stuff, but you see his immediate response to his father's death from civil war and how that plays out in that storyline. Um, and the fact that you come to this movie and you see all of the other stuff that's going on as well. Um, it really brings the whole thing kind of together. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, uh, for me, this movie, uh, was exactly what I wanted. Um, and it's what I feel like I've always wanted <laughs> out of a, um, a, a big blockbuster movie. Uh, people that, I don't know, look like me all over the screen. And it was really, really freaking cool to see. Very cool. Yep. So, all right, man. Let's get out of here. I think uh, that's, that's all <laughs> there is to say. Uh, we're not going to do our usual closing stuff. Um, you're not sure if you like it. Hank Pym's. <laughs> all right. You have to get over Hank Pym because that's already a movie. <laughs> Thanks for that magic. That was funny. All right, man. Although so- I do have to say that Jana Van Dyne is going to be in uh, Am I and the Wasp. I mean, the original Wasp. Um, cause she's played by, oh, right. Uh, what's her name? No, no, it's, that's, um, well, no, that's Evangeline Lilly who plays the, the modern, I know, I know boss, what you're but saying. the mom, we're never going to remember Pfeiffer? She's Catwoman. No, no so thanks for tuning in the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and we're on Facebook, Google plus Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, find us on the interwebs. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Admiral Griggs. He's going to say something, but I'm going to keep going. And uh, support the show, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Lots of ways to support us and give us a buck or two an episode to get lots of cool stuff. And that's about it, my friend. And you're going to say a thing. I just wanted to confirm that it is Michelle Pfeiffer. It is Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, And I also want to say have a fun. Oh, by the gods. Have a fun. See Black Panther. We'll see you all next week. Peace.